0: Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Sax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk. Oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to Texas Steampunk Connection.
1: Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday night, and uh, Texas Team Connection is here again. Um, we're already joined by Rita and Lawrence, and your hosts are here: Dax, Jack, and Blue Stocking. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Oh, it's a Water. wonderful Tuesday night. <laughs> Apparently, it's not snowing. I'm happy.
2: It's not snowing; it's drizzling.
1: The weather has had its ups and downs this week.
2: A little bit, as, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, as we were going into it, uh, it was it was freezing weather. Oh. We got a couple of days. Three days of freezing, but yeah, no like, yeah. no pre- precipitation. So we worked from home. It was safe. great. Well,
2: I don't know. There might have been ice on the roadways, but we were we were just cold. I mean, it was cold and sunny. I think that one day I woke up and it was nice and bright and beautiful, but it was like 10 degrees. So, yeah. Ugh.
1: I think uh, one or two of my coworkers are in Gerald, Texas, which is north of Georgetown, mm-hmm. north of Round Rock, north of Austin. And they were getting some sleet. Um early in the morning on the, the first coldest day. Um, or at least that's the excuse
3: they used not to come to work. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I walked outside and it looked like someone drenched my car and then froze it. I had like a oh. layer of ice on it. Like,
2: oh, that is the worst. I hate that. You're yeah. Just like,
3: take a picture and you're like, send it to teams to your boss going, I'm going <laughs> to be a couple minutes late. I'm trying to get into my car to even start the
2: <laughs> Oh, See, I have a remote starter. I can start it from my phone and it's Oh, awesome. you of
3: the future. you. Of- <laughs>
2: And And I can set where I want the temperature to be. I can hit the climate preset and it starts it up and it's delightful. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know I needed it until I had it.
3: (laughs) We've had a rental car for my wife because she had to get some body work done due to someone not paying attention in December. And uh, it's got heated seats. So she's really been enjoying the heated seats.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're, those are very nice. Uh, She's like, Jack, I want these in my
3: car. And I'm like, (laughs) looking up on the line, like, and for five thousand dollars, you can have it for your car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, within three days of freezing weather, and then it was zoom seventy five degrees. Yep. Hi, yeah. uh, and uh, now we've got rain flowing, coming through, so the temperature dropped to the fifties, uh, and and it's just wet. Yep. And blue stocking, it got quite a bit colder for you.
2: Yes. Um... I went ahead and worked from home yesterday. I think it got up to 38 because I had to go out to the doctor's office. So I look like a hobo and <laughs> it's just all the sweats layered on. And when I, I had my my hat on, I didn't realize till I was at the doctor's office and I put my hands up like this. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> One of my leather gloves was in my hat. <laughs> and I'd gone out in public like this. I didn't know it was in there. So I'm like trying to pull it out and stick it in my purse. Like, yes. Were just like,
3: Maybe that's a new thing.
2: I just strapped on as much fleecy material as I could to go to the doctor. And then today, I mean, it was rainy, but it was. It got up to so it's chilly now, but it's yeah, it's supposed to be better this week. I I was looking at the forecast, and it looks like we're done with the freezing
3: for for a while.
2: See, no forecast. I was looking at it. It's next week is going to be unless it's changed again, which is nice. We're
3: going to have a week of about niceness because the way El Niño is right now. But usually, when you get that one pattern of long, like a long period of stabilization, what's happening is is that amoeba of cold air is. Essentially, just piling up again, and then we'll pop through, we'll push through again when uh El Nino kind of dips a little. Awesome! So, yeah, no, you
2: were a meteorologist, Jack.
3: I, I really, you know, I didn't realize I could have been one for a long time, and then I looked up what it takes to become a meteorologist, and I'm just like, I could be myself a YouTube meteorologist, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy there, folks!
2: <laughs> That's an what item. <laughs>
3: johnny steverson has joined us hey johnny hey johnny about <laughs> <Hey, Johnny.
2: clears
3: throat> being a meteorologist you'd look good on tv
2: <laughs> with his captain's outfit
3: oh yeah <laughs> and with a green screen on we'd have yes
2: on. put johnny on a green screen yes <laughs> only all right the
3: technology wait i do <laughs> <laughs> so i need to get to drinking
2: i yes yes Tonight, yes. yes gotta stay warm somehow
1: just talking, I see you've got a glass there. What are you having?
2: It's my, my new usual, the Stello Rosa Rosso Lambrusco. Yeah. Nice. Busy Lambrusco. It's delicious, and it's <laughs> <laughs> screw top in <laughs> a paper bag. a <laughs> 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 <worth> straw? <laughs> I mean...
3: We could get you a straw. We could those- get you one of those really long, like, curly-key <laughs> straws. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just going to come on camera one day with just a... The- a bottle of cheap wine and a big straw big old curly straw in it
3: as long as you're not going with a boba tea straw i think we'll be okay <laughs> but i will no, admit that there would be a new entertaining moment of watching <laughs> the stream would be to watch the, the the fluid like go up and out again of that stupid straw of yours
2: challenge accepted <laughs> okay all
3: right we got to find funny sippy straws to drink our our drinks out of now thanks <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm I'm pretty boring too. I, I'm drinking my my homemade uh, cider. Oh,
3: okay. That's not right. homemade. Homemade. Cider? It's yeah. <clears throat> oh, we got to come up with a good name for it though. We got like Faxes Stash. I've been calling it Daddy's Juice. Oh no! <laughs> oh, <that's> a...
2: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> Usually I have a good comeback for that one. But, I know. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> that one. my that brain... one came and went on its own.
2: The gears just flew apart. <laughs> i was well, trying to come up with something appropriately steampunk then...
3: <laughs> he's like i got this, this is
2: steampunk after dark
3: <laughs> that might it be always
2: next... shows up
3: that might be our next youtube special <laughs> after dark
2: all right well, have... Jack, what do you have
3: oh yeah show us what you have facts here it is. What i did oh yeah your thing my bad Yeah,
2: daddy's juice
3: <laughs> daddy's juice I just, my brain just kicked off the last 15 seconds just to like keep my sanity. (laughs) That's been happening to me a lot lately. (laughs) It's probably because of what you're drinking. (laughs) There's not moonshine in there. If you made the right alcohol, I mean, you drink enough of it.
2: (laughs) All right, Jack, what do you?
3: This is another one of my mystery bottles from my friend. (laughs) We're going to use, he told me we can't go off the color of the caps anymore because apparently it wasn't the. the group of bo- bottles he thought it was, because I told him it was different last time. So, yeah, let's see so, what there is to drink. This one might be coffee, it might be Oktoberfest, or it might...
2: So we're on an uncharted road now?
3: On an uncharted territory. <laughs> but we have to use the good old beer writing thing he gave me. Here, beer writing? Side. Last time I opened one of these, it sprayed all over the door. Oh, <laughs> it was overly, yeah. overly pressurized. It's called a bottle bomb. <laughs> yeah, so... Hopefully we don't. I don't have to be cleaning up my monitor a I was gonna say. <laughs> uh oh,
1: we're safe. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, if you keep those in the refrigerator, that will happen more slowly.
3: Well, this is true. But I don't have room in the small refrigerator upstairs.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: All right, what is it? I
3: need a bigger booze refrigerator. Apparently, a booze all? repository. <laughs> uh-huh. For the ostentatious. Is he speaking English?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore.
3: You come from a library. The ostentatiatory is the big, you know, is, there, is a room that could be possible in a library.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's
3: the room I want in the library. Are it's you really going to drink your drink or what? I got- You're, You're fine. We'll find out what it is. Jeez. <laughs> I
2: thought he was going to do the whole presentation with the glass like Thax does.
3: No, we're going straight out of the bottle. Oh, <laughs> it's coffee. That is definitely.
2: It's like, good. I or- his
3: best coffee. I was to tell him that one was a good one.
2: Okay. Awesome.
3: Hopefully, you kept the recent new recipe on that one. Is, oh, is, it... is
2: this the homemade stuff?
3: Oh yeah, it's the homemade oh, stuff. A porter uh, or something? Yes, I'm pretty sure it is a coffee porter. It is very milky, and mm. it is still very sl- silty. So very strong. A lot of a lot, a lot of lucid flavors, and um, <laughs> it's not gritty though, which is the nice thing. So.
2: <laughs> that is nice when your beer is not gritty.
3: So, so my friend Shard, it did great on your beer again. Um, this one's good.
2: I'd rather not have to pour it through a sieve before I drink it.
3: <laughs> the last one was that way. The orange top. I needed a filter, so I just got a tea bag and just like this, and a zip okay. tie over the top. Yeah. Drink it through
2: that. Oh my god, that is so white trash. <laughs> I
3: thought it was inventive. I didn't have a steel filter running around.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
3: <laughs> Lawrence yeah. is
1: enjoying a. Uh... One of his Bellhaven wee heavies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I met a guy at a party at New Year's who knew what that was. You <laughs> sure it wasn't Lawrence? N- n- no, this is <laughs> some other guy. <laughs> different party, different party. That ah, okay. he was drinking some a different Bellhaven uh, label. Ah, but that that cleared me off. Oh, I know that Lawrence likes that drink. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how you start conversations at a party.
2: There you go. You know a guy that drinks that? I like beer too. We'll talk beer. Bonding over booze. Yep. All right. Well.
1: What is going on this week? Um, before go we ahead. go
2: anywhere, actually, I want to show you what Shannon, some of you have met Shannon, my best friend, delightful, tiny person. Um, and she <laughs> <laughs> she got me a Christmas present. And at first I thought she maybe she got it at Steampunk November, but we have um, a couple of um, occult shops in town and they mm. do like every couple of months, they'll do a, a market at night. And um, so apparently she went down there and she got me the steampunk tarot. Let's see. There we go. Ooh. Yes. And it's got a little manual. And then the cards are gorgeous. Like the major arcana, especially. Let's see. That's the. Yeah, they are just absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, that was my Christmas present. And so I'm learning all the cards. But it's um by Barbara Moore and illustrated by Ali Febb. And it's yeah, Barbara Moore's steampunk tarot. So, you so
3: know. you're gonna have cool. to bring that with you and read our cards,
2: dude. I have tried to learn tarot so many times. It's just I get distracted and wander off before I can memorize all of them. Oh, you just
3: come up with fantastic stories. I don't know what the cards are. <laughs>
2: I you're mean, like, I know it's oh, some of them, the like card of death. Well, I was gonna say, like the death card isn't actually about that one. I know that See, one. I do like,
3: know, that, but that's the overly really overplayed one. Now you come up with the one. It's it's like it's a woman holding like a a weird boomerang and like upside down cog uh, power supply. And you have to come up with like some s- random heinous story for that. And what that means in someone's life. That sounds like a I wonderful s- time.
2: I will see what I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start working on that.
1: I don't think she's going to start working on that. No, I I I probably not.
2: I have too many things to memorize already. So.
1: Yeah. You're oh. back at it with the uh, school and uh, getting the yeah. podcast episodes out.
2: Yeah, I'm working on them. Um, And we have confirmed that I will be able to go to to Galveston Steampunk because I'm not going to England. I'm doing the presentation online. And we are, I will graduate or I'll defend probably in July or August. So I'll officially be a doctor by August. The party won't, I won't graduate. I won't walk until December. So Yeah, so we're getting there. It took I woefully under overestimated my ability to because I thought I could do it in ten months and I couldn't. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit longer, but it's it's getting there. So episodes are going to start coming out again soon. Sweet Dante, Dante. I've known Dante since I was twelve years old. I've known Dante from twelve years old. He's sixteen. He's he's done some of the narration bits on my show. Yeah,
1: nice, nice.
3: Oh, speaking of that, yes. Um. I had a friend ask me if I've been in any auditory things outside of my other YouTube channels, and mm-hmm. I said yes. I'm in this, I sent him a link. And suddenly, I'm now narrating like parts of the opening scroll of his new book. Oh, so he's like,
2: Okay. Oh.
3: Yeah. So you you've, you've got me a job.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Some of y'all have just been really amazing with the narration. It's yeah, I've I've really appreciated it. It's helped a lot. It's, it's turned this whole the dissertation is usually such a solitary event
3: Mm -hmm. and it
2: sucks. And so the ability to, well, no, because that I did it this way, it's become a community event.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And that is entertaining when you have multiple people and it's, you have this kind of ability to, Kind of be held and holding to it as well because there's other people involved that want yeah. to see the
2: world. yeah so it's 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 helped a lot. I mean it's still a hard process but y'all have everyone that's contributed and helped me with it it's been it's been good so good yeah so, I'm yep. glad so you heard. hopefully I'll defend and I'll be Doctor Hedrick by August and then yes we're gonna have a small party defense party that once it's done and then December will be the big big graduation blowout and I'm gonna wear my robe for like two weeks <laughs> I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna run around <laughs> everywhere and run around
3: everyone just <laughs> like hold up a rolled up paper. that looks like a diploma and you smack people with it. You better I have call a, doctor me a
2: doctor now. <laughs> I have doctor librarian. So yeah, we're getting there.
3: So that should be, that should be your steampunk November outfit. Really? honestly, oh my. It, You should have. Yes. See, yes,
2: I do that. And it'll be warm too. So yes. I'll have the robes by then. Might have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody else have anything exciting happening?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't tell the future. <laughs> but I did find, uh, as I was combing through the old episodes, uh, I sent it to Jack. Uh, Jack, when he was doing his his steam chest, would write a little like blurb, little letter that went with each uh, each box. And uh, we did a uh, unboxing on the show in like season two, and uh, I I narrated his it was letter. Great. It was fantastic. <laughs> in, in the in the episode. And I'd forgotten all about it. And I'm like, what is this? This is cool.
3: <laughs> you know, I really, I should find all those. I have them all written down. Lex and I would sit, like, we'd get all the stuff in for one of the boxes and be like, all right, now how do we tie all this together? And some of the stuff was a stretch. But it was always <laughs> fun to make it a story of random events that made this all happen. Yeah. And uh, I have them all written down. So I'm going to find them. And I have, like, a... a read one or two off every every episode coming for a while because we got years of
2: (laughs) i used to do that for the collages and the junk journals that i made that i was selling on etsy i'd create a little little story and then i'd for the people that actually bought some i'd print out the story and then send it along with the with the piece yeah yeah it was a lot of fun they were just little tiny things oh yeah
3: but it's it's a nice touch everyone enjoys the, the the very human yeah someone cared Little enough extra. to come up with this little yeah. extra
2: oh also i forgot i got kitty's corset i got my pre-ordered corset she's Ooh. sending them out yes it's beautiful i haven't Before tried it.
3: then you'll have to give us a wearing
2: i it's here i have try. i haven't bothered to try to get into it yet because i'd have to take off sweats and i'm not doing that so <laughs> you have to
3: shed your winter nope. skin
2: <laughs> so i'll try it on soon but i mean she fitted me for it so i'm not worried about it so but it's one of the, it's the it's the brown brocade and it's really pretty nice um, yeah, i look forward to it so do i
0: Oh.
2: All right. Well, anybody right. else have news or are we going to go into our half-assed subject?
1: <laughs> I think uh, that's probably the thing.
3: The yeah.
2: Okay. So go ahead, Jack.
3: Okay. Uh, so I had an interesting question I came up with. Don't, don't make me. Don't, don't do just, just leave it. Here. <laughs> Big no, jackhead. I'm, I don't need to be any bigger than I already am. <laughs> uh, Where did I put it? I had a question that's kind of been on my mind for a while and i don't really know how to answer it still and i've really been thinking about it a lot and it's one of those things of what is the future of steampunk considering 90% of it is all in the past or is some sort of alternate future what does it mean now or in the near future for us that are in that enjoy this genre because most of the time it's just turning into a whole bunch of people going to conventions which is fine completely okay with that it's steampunk is kind of one of those things that not corporate america could never really grasp yeah. And therefore, it never got turned into one particular thing, like Star Wars, Star Trek. Things It never got, I guess, people didn't make too much money on it. So therefore, it never became something specific. And therefore, very much has been given to the people who enjoy it to basically say what it is. Because there are still people out there that ask, what is steampunk? And yeah. it's so terrible to have to tell them all these things. And no one catches it. And you're like, well, did you see Wild Wild West?
2: Well, that's, yeah, that's part of the problem. But that's why... The article that I, we were talking about earlier um if you go to strange horizon uh, i sent y'all oh, i put the link in the our, our group yeah sure um jamie go uh she, dr jamie go she is malaysian chinese um and she did both her masters and her doctorate on steampunk um and about expanding steampunk out. So in 2019, she wrote an article called "Variations on a Name: The Punks of Our Time" for Strange Horizons, and she described it as an, an aesthetic of accelerated technology and in settings inspired by the industrial revol- or by industrial revolution. And that was a really, really important definition because I think it covers more than you know Victorian science fiction or Wild Wild West. It's because a lot of places had, yesterday. Well, and yeah, and a lot of places had industrial revolutions. I mean, a lot of places changed besides Victorian England. Yes. So her article basically, because what she was told, uh, she said, an agent told me I can't use the word steampunk to describe my novel. uh, A friend of hers said that steampunk was dead. And because, and what she talks about is that the commercial aspect of steampunk Mm -hmm. was like blown out there for a while. And so it oh, yeah. became one of those dead topics but it's still here and so she writes about different ways to play with it to embrace it to you know bring in the multicultural steampunk you know the the afrofuturism the you know the african steampunk chinese steampunk or like ken liu um he's a chinese author he calls his silk punk yeah so silk there's punk Silk Silk punk. punk. Silk. Oh yeah. Okay. Silk
3: Road.
1: Silk Road. Mm
2: -hmm. And there's um so there's a lot of different steampunk out there. And I think it's a matter of embracing new avenues. You know, it's not just, you know, corsets and top hats, you know, Mm -hmm. running through foggy alleys in Victorian London. That's okay. But there's more than that. You know that's
3: how I have to explain my character most of the time. I'm if you ever watch the movie Maverick, I'm kind of the steampunk westernized version of him. I am not your, you know, like you said, I'm not your your, your Londoner running yeah. around going, jolly ho! I say, this yeah. is, you know, a tip and-
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, wacky adventures in Victorian London where you're chasing, you know, bionic Jack the Ripper. It's-
3: yeah, I guess <laughs> That's right. those you're cool. And I don't mind being involved in those. Yes. but I'm definitely going to be considered the Texan of the show. <laughs>
2: So there's just, there's a lot more, which is also what I tried to do on doll. That's what I tried to do on Dollhouse. That was why I tried to expand out into different places and, you know, ideas of it. Like, and I know I've talked about this before, Jeannie Lou's um, gunpowder chronicles it's yes. two books. Yes. And those are so excellent. And it's about the opium wars, but from a Chinese perspective and Chinese steampunk and it's excellent. So I think that's part of, it's part of breaking up. I mean, We've been trying to break out. Some of us have been trying to break out of the Victorian ideal for 15 years now. So it's never mind. My character was not built on the veils. Yeah, I mean, see, mine was. not I, I actually came from the
3: Renaissance festivals right as steam began to happen, and yeah. I was already building my pirate outfit. And just yeah, that showed up, and suddenly I'm.
2: Well, and even when I was creating Blue Stocking for the Dollhouse, she was suffragette. You know, she's more of a suffragette, and the, you know, and I had that whole outfit, you know, with the bloomers and the, and the sash and everything that I can't wear anymore because it doesn't fit. But, you know, it's it's about showing that there's other aspects to it. And so that's, I think that's part of where the future is. It's it's TV shows that explore different aspects of steampunk or movies. But yeah. the problem is like um, um, Predator Cities, Mortal Engines, Predator Cities. The movie bombed. I mean, it was Peter Jackson yeah. and, the, and Hugo Weaving, and the movie bombed. And I thought it was good. Nobody else liked it apparently, except diehard steampunks. Yeah,
3: and that's that's the problem. We're very we're such a niche group, and that movie all these big companies are trying to figure out a way to apply it across a large audience. And a lot it of the audience. It's
2: too I don't niche. Understand. Yeah.
3: So it's alternate history with goggles. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like,
2: well, I mean, it. it, it is,
3: but it isn't. It's the, can't just go gears on it either. Call it <laughs> Game Punk completely. That's where, like, you can, I'm going to, I'm, I'm in that boat now, but it doesn't come across it comes across as, oh, we just glazed over this to make it aesthetically pleasing to grab the steampunk crowd and pull. We don't really know how to effectively as a story.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And that's the key. Like, honestly, if you took the movie Dune and you removed all the spaceships and you put it into, like, 1700s Europe, it fits. Yeah. You take it, you put it into a fantastical area with dragons and whatnot, it fits. You stick it in sci-fi, it fits. It's a good story with good characters. Yeah. A little slow for a lot of people, but... You know that's that's the key. You can stick it in steampunk and you have a good time too. It's just that
2: <laughs> that's my quote now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> stick it <in> steampunk. steampunk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, Thax, what do you think? Where's where's the future I, for steampunk?
1: I I don't see. Uh, well, I mean, to sound I mean, it's to sound positive, but I don't see steampunk dying. Uh, I, I
2: oh yeah I no. They, no.
1: But because there's there's it, it was always up until now from the 80s when it first was de- was coined yeah. um, it it was popular in in novels and uh, role-playing games and didn't make good movies and the the, the mainstream yeah. audience is not there to support and they don't know how to market uh, steampunk stuff to the correct audience yeah. and so you're gonna hear steampunk is dead from the wow. major media because they like you guys have said it it doesn't work there
2: yeah it's just it's hard it's Um, beautiful i mean but
1: yeah even when when you know they make a spot-on awesome movie or or half decent series it uh it doesn't stick around um that it bombs or it gets canceled early or you know it doesn't make the money they want it to but it doesn't matter that's not really as much as we might like to see more steampunk movies uh, yeah. That's that's not where it's at. This was a literary yeah. movement to start with, so you, definitely, you yeah. Should, well, I should read more. Yes, <laughs> not just our listeners. Me, I need to read more. Um, but uh, it's also very popular in places that not are not America, mm-hmm. where they also make movies and they make a lot of video games. So you see plenty of steampunk in video games.
2: Yes, anime. steampunk
1: and anime. Yes, if you're, and it's if amazing. You'd like an introduction to anime that is steampunk. There's lots of opportunity. Steam boy. Um, so, you yeah, know, other boy, countries, um, last exile. I really, that was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most Miyazaki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah,
2: Studio Ghibli.
3: Jeez. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They have really knocked it out of there. Yeah. And Lawrence is right. The gaming industry is always, they, they've always been good about steampunk though. Like Warcraft. Because they're the marketing Dragons, to the people yeah. who
1: are going to dig that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. As a storytelling why, element, it's so beautiful. I don't know why the major media seems to not have a clue. Get it? Yeah, we're, we're still going to get more, and it's still going to yeah. be good. And there are going to be things to be excited about. They're just going to be with subtitles or <laughs> yeah in the gaming and and novels
2: well, area. And I'm I also, also go on. Well, I was going to say, I feel like uh, to a certain extent, it's a harder. You need exposition with a lot of mm-hmm. with a lot of sci-fi too, but with steampunk to a certain extent you need exposition and movies and TV shows only allow for a certain amount of that whereas with a book or even a video game you're going to get more narrative oh, yeah. arc with a TV show or a movie, nobody wants to sit there and listen to twenty minutes of exposition exposition about why the world is this way before you know it's unless they the do
3: the beginning like, of the 1980s. Dune. It's an exposition for like well, eleven minutes. Unless you know, somebody doesn't like Doctor Who, understand what's yeah. going
2: on. Well, like Doctor Who, the the companions were the bridge between the Doctor and the audience. He would explain things to the the companion, and that was how we got. So I mean, unless someone creates something like you know specifically steampunk, <clears throat> you know where uh, where there is someone that can you know be fed that exposition and get that explanation as the thing goes along. But that's part of why I think because people just don't get the story. Yeah. They don't, because I mean, I, I'm fine with very little plot if things are blowing up or you know look really yeah. cool. Not everybody's like that. Some people want to know why things are happening the way they are because it's you know it's part of suspension of disbelief. And so if they don't understand, like Carnival Row, if they don't understand that that's an allegory about colonialism, they don't understand what's going on. They just don't like it. They just didn't well, get
3: some people also don't like the preachiness that is behind a lot of this because. It does come off that way sometimes, but that's the thing. You're taking an event in history and you're tweaking it to be more apparent because we're not using people's skin tone and whatnot. We're making them fairies with wings. Fairies, yeah. And we're going to be completely against them because they're <laughs> or taking our jobs
2: or, yeah. or
3: they're lazy. You know, they're moving in. Whatever. I know, right? <laughs> Freaking fairies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's my quote for the evening. All right. Uh, it's... Uh, but I, I don't know why... Media doesn't have an easy, like, doesn't get it because they did some really good cartoons back in my lifetime. They did Tailspin, it's not completely steampunk, but it's got that like nice, cartoon, oh my 20s and 30s art, art, you know, Nouveau the field, Art Deco, the art Deco, Deco yeah. To it. And then you had Batman from the same time frame, which was fantastic, yeah. And then you have, you know, so I don't know a lot of these came from like obviously. That one, uh, those were for children, but Batman came from comic books. Amazing Screw on Head was fantastic, and it's a good thirty-minute little uh, movie. But it's, you know, it came from a comic book, and those would been that one specifically is very steampunk, but it's like Civil War steampunk.
2: Gotham by Gaslight.
3: Yeah, Goth. Yeah, exactly. And that is why don't we have more of that? And that humor is perfect. Yeah, and it fits, and you don't have to know anything. Nothing makes sense in that because you don't like. Here's Emperor Zombie. His girlfriend's a bat vampire, and he's a an automaton working as a secret agent for Abraham Lincoln. Will, <laughs> I'm done. I am, I am fully I into it. It.
2: and take he's trying
3: money. to raise the, this elder god and be his military advisor for this new world.
2: Okay, this sounds like a mashup of entirely too many things. It is.
3: It is a great thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was That's all in 30 minutes? It,
3: it, Niles Crane plays Emperor Zombie. So
2: Seriously, David Hyde Pierce? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Good lord. Oh, who plays Amazing Screw on Head? It's another... It's like... um. Did, is... Come on. Oh, okay. IMDB.
2: It never works fast when people are staring at you.
3: Nope. <laughs> this came out in 2006. And it is by... Oh, okay. Paul, Giam- Paul Giamatti.
2: Oh, yeah. And, he turns up in the weirdest places. Yeah.
3: No, this is a fan, I'll, I'll link thing. This is one of my more favorite steampunk. Um, Just like if I had to show someone else steampunk and they and I knew they'd be into it, this would be one of the first things I'd show them. It's got the humor. This has got the stupid action. It's got the, the characters that are way bigger and have a lot more things oh, going on.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. it is
3: it is it is worth it is worth watching.
2: Well, I think Lawrence, I think you're right. That is part of the problem is that, as like we said, people do want a definite sometimes or at least a place to start. But that's also, like I said, that's why I like the Jamie go definite. it's just accelerated technology and centered settings inspired by industrial revolutions. That should be enough, but people want to know
3: when they're going into a Star Wars movie that they can expect certain physics to apply.
2: Well, and also if you think, what do you think when you hear industrial revolution, America and England?
3: Smokestacks. Coal, a lot I, of guys with tall hats and yeah. muskets. Yeah. Dirty so Irishmen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Children working in textile factories. That's what I think of. I mean,
3: that's we still got that. <laughs> They're just building iPhones now. Oh, no. Sarita says,
1: if a producer calls something steampunk, but it feels or looks a bit too slick corporate, the steampunk cop- population will not embrace it. That. And I don't know that I can think of an instance where that's happened.
2: I think, and I get where she's coming from. I, I, think I there's can. A bit of a, there's a bit of a hipster thing to it that if everybody wants to do it, I don't want to do it. If everybody <laughs> else likes it, then it's not special and I don't want to.
3: Uh, well, Jack, you said you had an example? I have an example. Okay. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. See, would have been that. a fantastic movie. It
2: was so good. But yeah, it had what? It had
3: definite corporate like.
2: It had Angelina Jolie. I don't understand
3: and... what we have Yeah. that. Okay, but one person like, write a per- write help with a script that was in the know, it would have been perfect. But
1: did the steampunk community you know, not ex- not embrace it? Because I wasn't of-
2: part of it at the it's time, just, so I don't know what
1: to... It's, the- so
3: sh- it's, it's, it's too shallow. Like, it had so many good aspects. First off, the character people, the people who played all the characters were fantastic. I wanted to see more of having the female admiral to... What's her name? In the freaking...
2: Wasn't it Angelina Jolie?
3: Angelina Jolie playing yeah. British aircraft carrier admiral, but the aircraft carriers are flying. You know, every it was like the end five pages of a comic book was the whole movie. It was yeah. the end of the movie. It was the end of the book. You yeah. had no build up. It was just thrown in yeah. there and you go. And the MacGuffin was easy to figure out. Yeah. The ray gun at the beginning being handed off was, and then. Promptly forgotten for the entire movie in his in his back pocket, and then used conveniently at the end was the most giveaway thing. Like the plot holes were
2: gaping. Flight an airship through.
3: Yeah, but uh, yeah. other
0: than that, it
3: was a great, beautiful movie that could have been. More. If they did a second one, I think it would have been better.
1: That's the they, problem,
2: though. They're not going to make a second one if the right. first one know. didn't
3: make the money that they thought yeah. it should. So nope.
2: Yeah, because Mortal Engines, there's more books after that first one. Well, they didn't
3: the even do the, the first book, yes. they took out the villain. It Come was to do with the born identity. Let's just take three <laughs> books and remove the bad guy.
2: Hey, I love the born movies. Thank you. I know Except I do too. Jerry, Jeremy, Jeremy read the books feel... yet?
3: I haven't read the books yet, but my brother tells me like they're good movies and they're good books. They're not the same story. They're not
2: the same thing at all. I've read the first book. Not the same thing. But Matt at Damon all.
3: can be replaced in both of them in my head, so it works no. out well. well no, can't. no. I mean, I can I can imagine Matt Damon in the book. Okay, as being him. I don't have to come up with a whole new character guy. You know, have you ever read a book and then you went and see the movie and you're like, I hate this movie because it's not the guy I would have picked to no, know. You I just would, separate. Would
2: yeah, Mad so. Damon. Okay. Mad <laughs> Damon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's my it's, that's your of the World of Tomorrow is my like look at what corporate. Oh, and then I could see. I thirteen try to be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What, Warehouse 13? Yeah, they yeah. did. And they even made a joke about that in Final yeah. Season where the warehouse got changed and it's like, sorry about your steampunk, Artie. <laughs> see, they got it. They yeah. got it. Well, Datamancer made the equipment for... Yeah. yeah, which unfortunately we lost him shortly after that. But yeah, he made all of the equipment for for that and it was... See, I didn't even know for a long time, like when I was in high school, I didn't know what steampunk was. I thought, I was just called myself Weird Victorian and I wore long dresses and you know, all sorts of weird shit and... I didn't find out what steampunk was till them, and I read all the books, but I didn't know until like the mid two thousands, like two thousand six, yeah. two thousand seven.
3: I didn't know what was going on. I'm some sort of weird space cowboy. Yeah. It's <laughs> still kind of weird. No, I, know, now. I like, like this
2: thing. So I, don't, I
3: can just walk yeah. onto a set of Star Wars or go to a convention. I don't know. I'm okay in both places. Yeah.
1: I guess that thing that is one thing that has changed since yeah, back in the days of you know, five years ago and today, I I don't often have to explain what steampunk is anymore. Um,
2: I think people usually, people,
1: you know, if I'm in the kit, people just assume I'm steampunk or start asking me steampunk questions. It's like they, they know. Um, So it's, it's getting better. It's slowly getting traction to be, you know, in the general zeitgeist. Um, So maybe, maybe that will bring more, uh, High budget movies or, or will try nice. again.
2: Yeah, because it's such a rich playground for so many different things that you know that you can do with it. Like I said, when you look at, and I know I've talked about these before, but like you know, Everfair by Neezy Shaw. You know, where the con- the workers in the Congo, the ones that had amputations, they got these amazing clockwork prosthetics. Yes. You know to yes, they were so cool. I would love to see like see that. You know, like you know, so there's there's a lot of, and there's um the book series about the um. As the, the where the world is ruled by the Dutch. And the, I think it's ruled by the Dutch and uh, the English. And there's these, uh, the robots that start to gain a sense of self and consciousness. And they start fighting back. And it's, it's really cool. It would be beautiful. And I think they could. But it's like, again, explanation for why is the world ruled by the, you know, the Dutch and the English. <laughs> you know, that's the, the way it is. Why is it like. Because, and I think that's part of the problem, too, especially with alternate history. Hmm. Explaining why it is this way. Like alternate histories that, that involve like the civil war, you can just say, well, the South one. Yeah. And, but Ooh. that also brings its own problematic connotations. So, yes. I mean, it's, if there's a big explanation involved as to why the world is that way, that's, that causes a problem. That's more writing. It's more explanation and people are going to get bored. Yeah. Movie well, the, audiences.
1: It's not necessary to explain everything. Uh, so big, in, in a, in the world. Yeah. I, I think, uh, uh, movies that explain nothing and you just have to figure it out as you go uh,
3: are compelling. Mm-hmm.
1: If they're going like right,
2: if yeah. It. If, if they're, they're yeah, that's a, a fine.
3: So with that, it's kind of like if any of y'all have watched the um, uh, Better Call Saul TV show,
2: My you have like
3: the video. first couple of minutes of every episode has something to do with the episode, but you have no point of reference.
2: Oh yeah. So okay.
3: and it suddenly the scene happens where it's important later in the show. And it's, it's, I guess it's like that for a lot of other, like the, the, the CSI move or uh, pretty much every house episode to begin with ever is you're on some random volleyball field. A guy grabs his heart and falls over and someone goes, Sing get an ambulance. But, and then suddenly we're trying to figure out how it's <laughs> not lupus. And, uh but you know, it's kind of, it, I do like, I do. I don't mind if we have to put me in a position for me to do a little extra watching to kind of set the tone. A lot of movies used to do that because they had no other way of explaining that, you know, explaining it or telling it. Yeah. Um, but like, also you said, just jumping in the roller coaster, going, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Wee!
2: Well, and I mean, some things
3: are freeing to just yeah. be involved in what's going on and not have any point of reference either because they don't yeah. carry any baggage.
2: Well, and it doesn't necessarily have to be long because the discovery of witches I read. I, the books are my favorites and the TV show in the first half of the first season. They're like, you know, the world used to be, you know, the world used to be ruled by us, vampires, demons and witches. Yep. They just do this real the main one of the main characters does this real short explanation of, you know, why there's four species Mm-hmm. and you know what how they were how they are now like the opening and of underworld kind of yeah yeah and the, the show did it for like i said i think it was the first half of the first season they had this quick explanation yep. that he would give and then they would go into the show you yep. know and it, or the show was as they're they doing the opening scenes driving or whatever and he would do it and that was it and if you know if you can concisely do that for something you know then just give them a slight leg up into what they're watching and then you know let the yep. insanity roll. That would be, you know, it seem it seems easy enough, but
3: that's how Indiana Jones did it. Was just you started off, and he's wandering through the jungle. <laughs>
2: he's running from something, yeah. and that's
3: how, like, kind of what <laughs> Rita's saying here. How she got started early on as a punk person. Like, my dad sat me down. And we watched Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold, and I'm like,
2: oh, the one from the '80s with Sharon Stone.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the one from in 1986, the year yes. I was born. Yeah, and so. It was, it's funny because watching that and then Indiana Jones in my life. And then, yes. you, you know, I'm just, you know, and then you had, not, you know, not, not duck tails, but a tail. tail spin. Woo. Yeah. tailspin tail spin and dark wing duck. And I'm like, this is the person I am. I like big hats, and, you know, metal airships that look like vultures that belt airplanes. I'm, I'm <laughs> all for this. This is just me now. And that was me at age eight. Yeah, <laughs> I knew who I was at age eight.
2: Yeah, Indiana uh, and movie. loving
3: the you know Art novo of uh you know Batman. Like,
2: oh yes, yes, yeah. That was that show. I was in high school when that came out, and it was amazing. God, yep. still watch it. Yep.
3: I, I actually did. But we we have we haven't watched it with Cody yet, but I do own it. And uh, yeah, well, it's we'll on Max.
2: Yeah, because I'll put when I can't sleep, I'll come out to the couch and put that on, and just let that run in the background. And
3: found out recently, there's a game, a gaming company or homemade or. That's right where I'm looking for. There's a game shop in my built office building now, it's a reconstructed or it's a reformatted um, old high school, and so all the rooms are different offices now. And it's like built like in 1930s, so it's got that heavy look of it, you know, built like a freaking church. Yeah. And um, but yeah, there's a I have a novelty store for bobbleheads and <laughs> anime and all this stuff. But on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m., they do breakfast. Cereal and morning cartoons. For- that
2: is awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah! I didn't know. I was. I guess it was. It was a cup We were back in the apartment, and I got. I was real sick. I had like the flu or something, and so I went to watch Saturday morning cartoons, and there weren't any. No, there's none. I didn't. I was like, what, Cartoon
3: Network killed what, that.
2: What happened to Saturday morning cartoons? I was like, you get up early and you watch like Bernstein yeah. Bears. You got
3: Ducktales on at six a.m. and you yes. have the, the 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 your mom's clock on the mantle, dinging through the entire opening sequence.
2: Yeah, Thus, not you can't
3: sing the song without hearing the, the dings at the right exact moments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that when the X-Men cartoon started. Oh, I love that. The yeah. X-Men cartoon awesome. That was
3: awesome. And Gargoyles.
2: Yeah, oh, oh Gargoyles.
3: Yeah, no wonder yeah. Steampunk really did well for us, because we even had Gargoyles, which had pretty much the entire cast of next generation as different, <laughs> even different evil Riker world. saying cool things like you know don't have to I'll quote that was perfect it's on the long lines if you don't have to trust evil men because trustworthy men are corruptible too," or something like that and you're like this is coming from a cartoon
2: yeah yeah it was surprisingly uh, <laughs> in depth for a cartoon yeah
3: so coming bring this right back around a little bit yeah
2: bring it um, back around
3: steampunk has been threaded into everything
2: in it's the fabric of TV, everywhere. whether yeah. they
3: want it to be there or not. And well, look at
2: Fringe. I mean, yeah. Fringe definitely had Walter's lab, absolutely weird ass, and even in um, well, on I'm the sure, parallel I'm world almost, in Fringe, yeah. Paral- Fringe of parallel world, they had um, uh, airships. Yep. Yeah, the Empire State Building was a dock for airships, and mm-hmm. it was there was a big steampunk aesthetic woven through it. So it it shows up. It's just yeah. not.
3: It's not. We don't have Star Wars, the steampunk movie. <laughs> We, we have steampunk will be glided in and out as a storytelling element that will like kind of change the situation or change the, Jack, the world. What? You got wild, wild west. <laughs> we do have wild, <laughs> wild west. No. It's even in the wild, wild west.
2: <laughs> we need we a steampunk. legend mechanical
3: spiders that needed to be in a Superman movie. I like mean, it's Nicholas just an
2: ex- age. It's just a short, quick, effective explanation. Well, but depending a- on the person, that may make them not want to have anything to do with it.
3: But you know why <laughs> no, there's no, a giant mechanical walking spider, right? Because the producer... Because they could? No, because... <laughs> well, yes, but the producer who did the- who produced that movie, uh, they lost the rights to do a Superman movie with Nicolas Cage playing Superman when he was big star at the time. Yeah, I know, right? No! He I've seen those and pictures, he wanted man. him to be fighting a giant space spider that shot fire.
2: So was it like a surplus spider?
3: <laughs> no, it was not a... St- <laughs> It was just we we ordered it. We had we had to we had to put it on a movie set. No, it was just this producer really really wanted a freaking spider that blew fire that was large, and so they like you know what sharks with we'll freaking laser beams. Yes, yeah, it was that, but a producer. <laughs> okay. And if you watch the the Flash movie, there is a sequence. Actually, you can find it on the watch that movie, but it's it's decent. But where it shows all the different realities, and one of them is Superman. And it's this guy, it's Superman from the back, and it's long, flowing hair, and he's really tall, oh, like
2: Con Air and and hair. It
3: Carries around, and it, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's different, and then immediately goes into fighting a massive spider. <laughs> like this is perfect. This is this, this is what we right there. Someone figured that one out.
2: Always thing. need a giant mechanical spider.
3: <sighs> well, I I don't. I mean, there's a song about giant mechanical crabs. I'm hoping they're talking about the sea crabs because it would be even more terrifying if they weren't. <laughs> oh,
1: so uh <laughs> well, the news. <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> mentions that uh, Sovereign Syndicate
2: just came out this month. Uh steampunk RPG.
1: Uh, by that I mean
3: video game.
2: Oh, at Damn Tube AutoPlay. Okay. Oh, it's on Galaxy Games. Okay, cool.
3: Sovereign Syndicate
2: sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I think I'm watching this one words for a while. That are so hard to spell.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've been watching this. this? It's, it's, yeah, it looks fun. Ooh,
2: and it's got content Ooh. not appropriate for all ages. Now I'm going to watch. Yeah,
3: that's the whole thing. Uh,
2: I'm into it now.
3: Pulled out of libraries in Florida. Ooh, nudity. I'm fully for it. I'm digging it. Good oh, lord. Not content. God, they're smoking pipes. What'll our children think? They're vapes. <laughs> 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 Their vapes look so authentically old, Grandpa. Fancy vapes.
1: Right. That's something I'm surprised I haven't seen yet. What? A vape Steampunk that vapes
3: looks like a pipe.
2: There aren't. I just assumed. That I that have not out. seen one. Hmm. Why yeah, okay. true. We would have seen it at Steampunk uh, November if it was.
3: The problem. The yeah. problem with vapes is they need a huge battery pack, and apparently chrome is the only color they come in. <laughs> it's got to look like you hook yourself up and like sucking out the back end of a motorcycle.
1: <laughs>
2: like, no, they do make them.
3: Like you said, I just don't really see too many. Yeah, here. Uh
2: Steampunk. Go to. Vape yah <laughs> and they're shaped like pipes.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I,
1: we I are they, not hmm. endorsing Vape yah
2: No, uh, I just.
1: They are not. Some,
3: uh... <laughs> Although, if you can get them to pay us, we'll talk about it all day. <laughs> <Talk about vape laughs> we'll make, we'll day make lots of jokes. They joke, have
2: all sorts of Sherlock Holmes looking pipes on there.
3: Oh, cool. a cigarette that looks like some, like a crack pipe. That's interesting. Oh, no. oh, I don't want that.
2: No, it we looks- didn't know.
3: It literally is just glued gears no, on that's it.
2: that's bad.
3: E-cigarette smoking vape pipe. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit that I really like the lighter, uh, the like, steampunk lighters. There's some good ones out there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of kooky lighters.
2: Can we use glue some gears on it as our song? Do you think you can get permission from the
1: to us? You know what? I'll ask. Sure. <laughs> well, <Why not? laughs> yeah, it can't hurt.
2: <laughs> yeah, all you can do is say no. Bring some new life back into the song. I, I mean, it came out how long ago? If he
3: wants to be interviewed, we'll interview him.
2: Yes. Too. Yes. <laughs> Could oh. be awesome.
3: If not, we can go. We can ask
1: and see if we get fighting trousers. You know, uh, I've I've met Professor Elemental. He's he's really cool. He'll probably yeah. let us.
3: Yeah,
2: very possibly. Yeah, we'll just have to make sure Facebook and YouTube understand that. We, we can start
3: to- it off with "I don't like your tweets, sir" as the opening sequence, <laughs> which is now dated, which is kind of funny.
1: I know. Right, blue stocking. I'd have to fight with Facebook and YouTube every week. Mm-hmm. He said yeah. I was
2: allowed. He yeah, said. that's not worth your blood pressure. I would just... <laughs> if you just use less than 10 seconds
3: free. of it, you're fine.
2: The, uh, yeah, and but 10 making,
3: seconds is... I was going to use far more than 10 seconds.
1: I was
2: going to say, yeah, 10 seconds is... Yeah. Yeah,
3: no. I know. I'm just you saying, know. I get away with it sometimes myself fairly often, but it's under 14 seconds and it works out fairly okay.
2: <laughs> All right. well. Any <laughs> final thoughts, gentlemen? I'm looking
1: forward working. to uh, what steampunk becomes uh, moving forward. Um, A.I. is certainly getting into this steampunk thing, oh, um, yeah. I, I, which I find interesting. I don't think we need to be as frightened as a lot of the uh, artist community is, but we will see.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's, diff- it's It's definitely kind of doing its own thing. Um, and there's, you know, technology moves forward. Things change, but our tastes don't. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, interesting fun not not dead no <laughs> well, it's not it's dead. no, it's, just, no it's
2: because there's too much to do it's like i said it's it's a very rich it's a target rich environment you know yeah. there's mm-hmm. too many different ways to take it somebody grumpy what if <laughs> they wanted to make
3: like a, a tv show or a movie out of something very classically steampunk i think girl genius would be a definite place to start i mean start. girl
2: genius would be amazing yeah that, is that, that
3: would be like you wanted a true steampunk story yeah having an evil castle is trying to kill you while you're trying to take it over because it's blood right it's a good place to start i can't believe i started i read that almost
2: 20 years ago god
3: it, it's it's still continuing there's I a lot know. more of it now
2: i know because i it's thought one day about daunting. going back and trying to get back i'm like there's just there's i just so start much
3: the beginning now. every time and i'll read it for like months on end and then I, however i stop i i, I save it but I never remembered to go back to that one. So I have to yeah. go back and restart from the very beginning again.
2: Yeah. I have um girl genius, evil genius goggles.
3: Uh, My lapel pen is the um, ammonite with the wings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a good one, but I don't know. There's just, there's the, the aesthetic will always crop up just because mm-hmm. it looks cool. Even for, if for nothing else, it looks cool, but it, you know, a nice, a, a good, you know, it's like mad story. scientists
3: went out of style with the hero. TV with the hero Marvel movies that came became the, the popularity. Yeah,
2: well, and, they're uh, starting to wane a little. So
3: yeah, so maybe we'll get mad scientists again. <laughs> That's really well, kind of an scientists. important aspect. I realize right now that we need is unbridled bad scientific bad experimenting that really <laughs> pushes steampunk to the beginning, you know, to the front forefront of everything. <laughs> that and Jacob's ladders and Tesla coils always help. <laughs> <laughs> i know right it gets your blood boiling a little bit it's like, <laughs> yes. the hair stands up on end well we're getting close to nine uh, o'clock
2: we managed to stretch so. that all the way out look at us i mean <laughs> we're it grown-ups. Hard. It's almost we like talked we talked a what we're lot doing. about
3: steampunk well yeah,
2: I, we tend to run off or i tend to send us well we brought you back it's
3: fine i, I also but, went way off but i i tied it in well no i mean miraculously this- in the end
2: as opposed to other episodes where we barely get anywhere yeah, near sometimes it. Sometimes we, that we don't
3: to. really touch on it as much
1: as we should. Yeah, yes,
2: we did. So. Especially with was a our really good
1: fantastic patrons who are <laughs> encouraging us to do the steampunk thing, such They're as J.R. Seeger's A School for the Great Game. In his novel, an Edwardian teen, Elizabeth Bancroft, resents being sent to a finishing school in India, which become, which is in fact the British India School for Spies which is teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, Tibetan mystic arts. The School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Raj series, available on Amazon. Uh, We also need to thank uh, Kitty with Fair Treasures. Uh, Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for Steampunk, Renaissance, wear, one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, fair spelled with an E, or, or on Etsy. So, uh, thank you, Kitty, for uh, being a patron. We are on Patreon, so you, you're more than invited to come and buy us a beer or or set down a uh, yeah, monthly, you know, drop a few bucks on us. We'd very much appreciate it. Helps keep us Much like on. our friends Jenny and Ryan Shaver have done uh, every month. Uh, they've been a lot of help. And uh, certified aeronaut Natalie McTavish uh, is helping us. And we definitely want to thank uh, Rita and Laura sound generous grant from them and the crew of the airship Aberfeldy. Also want to mention that uh, the Galveston steampunk festival is still coming up in April. Tickets are still on sale. I I don't know about any of the uh, other special uh, uh, events happening at the uh, festival. I know those sold out quickly. Uh, There may be more, Tickets, uh, and there maybe not. You'll have to check their website. Uh, so just you know, Google Steampunk Galveston Festival, Galveston Steampunk Festival, and uh, <laughs> it'll get you right there. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to hit on? Uh, oh, in two weeks, oh, yeah, we are, uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, what's the name of the house?
3: <laughs> oh, okay, we posted uh, early. Uh, for... I'm scrolling up to it, I got it right here. Uh, the Lee league league kemper Kempner house
1: yes, yes yeah the <laughs> yeah. victorian mansion in Galveston that is being completely renovated repaired remodeled uh the Lee Kempner house um it's gonna be a, a major part of the uh, Galveston punk festival uh so a lot of it will be have well at least be um enterable safely <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's come a long way since they started working on it and we're going to be interviewing um the powers that be that have uh pulled this thing together. in two weeks yep. um i implied that it was haunted i, I don't know if that's actually true
2: <laughs> that was that was my understanding yeah there's shady things afoot Jeez.
3: it's not just my business dealings either
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right okay. And I'm going to hand this over to Flavio to take us out.
0: So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening Steampunk that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar on our Patreon. Um, as well as the the list of over one hundred comics and graphic novels, uh, steampunk and weird west related.
1: You can also email us up, at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail dot com, and we're uh, a streaming podcast Texas Steampunk Connection dot Podbean dot com.
3: <laughs> and if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest.
1: <laughs> and although we've made many many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at
3: TX Steam, Steam Connect.
0: Connect 1 oh. Twitter. I never use it, I never look at it, I don't know I don't understand Twitter Yeah, so yeah, once again, thank you very much And until next time Mind, mind your gauges, your gauges.